Greetings, Meltopians. If you've become enthralled by the dark wastes and nightscapes of Meltopia, and want to further explore its Stygian depths, consider joining our Patreon. For $2 a month, you could become a Meltopian and gain access to the darkest artworks, as well as written mythos pieces contained in the Melgrim, entries in Meltopia's own dark encyclopedia, and the legendary Corpus Diabolos, an elite publication containing essays written by the most esteemed dark scholars. For $5 a month, become a feared mailsayer and gain early access to episodes on the Meltopia and Sleepwake Cycle podcasts, and listen to new episodes of our audio series, Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book. And for $10 a month, join the ranks of the Melsapien, where you can listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, October's Children, as well as gain access to found recordings discovered throughout the world in The Weird Tapes. But if you're not ready to delve into the pitch just yet, and would rather swim the shallows to test the blackened waters, you can explore our public page which contains our entire backlog of Tales of Meltopia, The Lost Library, and The Weird Book, episodes from the Meltopia podcast, which all together number over a hundred episodes. So, whether you want to become a full denizen of the dark, or simply peruse the public archives, come visit us at patreon.com forward slash Meltopia. That's M-A-E-L- T-O-P-I-A. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The funny thing about the next name on the list was that it was already known to me, as it was to most people. Tom Hush lurked the labyrinthine hallways of darkest folklore and had done so for as long as I could recall. My first inclination was to assume that some clever killer had taken the name for himself, spreading nightmares behind a mask carved from skin and bones. Yet of the many killers I knew to be roaming the countryside, I could think of none brazen enough to take up the name. Of course, the title could simply belong to a man with a wonderfully folkloric name, having nothing in common with the antlered demon at all. But the chorus of whispers that purred behind my thoughts said differently. I had long shrugged off the lean shadows of Lastragon leaving it to the silence I had fashioned for it, and was making my way westward. My hope was to learn more about the myth of Tom Hush, as my dreams had been disappointingly absent of any meaningful signposts, merely consisting of the wonderfully dark subject matter that typically populated them. As I passed town after town, deliberately avoiding large cities and their inherent loathsomeness, I analyzed the arrangement I had perhaps rashly, entered into. I was now killing on a mystery's behalf, hoping that dreams would flood from the wounds I inflicted upon the dead world. But after the many deaths I'd fashioned with my own two hands, I could only feel the world congeal, ever hardening for its absence of dream. The Crucifier, the Mad Mercenary, a Nameless Wolf, untold numbers of living nightmares, an entire village of degenerate cannibals and their loping beasts, and finally, the near-legendary Black Molly Patience herself. All of them, my beautiful bouquet of dead flowers, hand-picked. And now the Shepherd of Wolves would have me slay what appeared to be the living embodiment of one of the happiest, darkest myths known to me. Through it all, I had only the reddest dreams to assure me of the righteousness of my path. And while dreams have never misled me, despite what that lady of cannibals may have suggested to the contrary, 
I was growing more and more leery of nightmares dressed in the skin of wolves. After many days of wandering, I finally came upon a circle of trees, bent in stature and sallow of color, completely denuded of all their fall coats. I immediately realized nightmares had routinely traveled through this small, leafless space, and that some of the dark visions may have become entangled within the grasping limbs, awaiting picking like dark ephemeral fruits. It was plain to see that if I was to receive a proper dream, it would be in this place, though I had to be careful not to allow my excitement to offset my fatigue, lest I remain awake. As I entered the crooked circle, I could feel the cold shadows of trees playing across my skin, trying to find a handhold upon my soul to lift it from my flesh and use it to cover their naked, emaciated frames. Yet my soul was anchored by shadows far darker than theirs, and their mad grasping proved futile. I selected a location suitable for sleeping, and quickly passed into dream. I found myself walking through a dimly lit hallway, passing figures whose shapes were too wild to describe, even by their own shadows. The darkness abandoned any attempt to represent them, only abfucation resided where there should have fallen at least some semblance of obstructed light. When I reached the end of the hallway, I found a giant window far larger than should have been permitted by the trim dimensions of the corridor. The window was focused on the entrance to a massive and feral woodland. It was one of the most spectacular forests I'd ever laid eyes on, inside or outside of a dream. The trees were like an army of leafy monsters that had paused mid-march, and I gazed through the window for some time, searching the dense tree line, following a wide beam of moonlight that moved among the treetops like a spotlight. After a time, something began to draw close to the edge of the forest. It was gigantic and terrible, older than the light that tried in vain to penetrate the thick canopy of trees. Soon, the lesser creatures of the woods fled its approach, followed by the lean and ferocious barons of the forest. Even the moon seemed to retreat from it. The forest inhaled and held its breath, waiting. Then, something stepped from behind the curtain of silence, and... I awoke violently to the sounds of gnashing teeth and throaty growls as something ripped the dream out of me. I jumped up from where I lay, the hot light of the blazing sun pouring through the empty arms of the circle of trees. Not a single merciful shadow fell across me. I was in full view and covered in the sick warmth of unfettered daylight. I had been left like the debris of a wolf kill, scattered, ravaged, exposed. Far behind my temples that thundered with so much pain and fury, I could hear the wet sounds of my dream being devoured. I had yet to completely grasp the logic behind the game of dream-swapping, but it was clear something had eaten the dream right out of my skull. I was equally sure that the event was nothing less than another killer who had come to that point on his list where appeared my name. Yet this was no average killer, but a true wolf. And from the sense that I got, it was a big one. <laughs> Excellent.
I remember quite fondly the days following the conclusion of the Great Darkness. The entire world was balanced on the very lip of complete madness, as if secured only by a single strand of spittle from the gibbering lips of a madman. However, it should be mentioned that the madness was not of the purest variety, only the reactionary insanity ignited by commonplace minds crushed into the spaces of ceaseless wonder. One of my favorite memories from that time concerned the March of the Scaremen. I remember precisely where I was when I heard the story come over the radio. The rain had been lightly falling on the rooftop of a house I had entered, and I was enjoying the fresh food I discovered stuffed inside a refrigerator in the basement. The voice on the radio called them unholy deformations of the human condition, conjuries of twisted anatomies assuming the most horrific shapes one most likely couldn't imagine, all of them poised via the assistance of sharp implements like wooden stakes and barbed wire. The voice went on to report that the sculpted bodies had been created for reasons that seemed to relate to the scaring off of people like some variety of macabre scarecrow. I sat in the shadows, wrapped in awe, when the static parted again, delivering me into the arms of an earth-born dream. The voice on the radio continued. Reports are still coming in, but preliminary investigation puts the numbers in the thousands. From everything we're hearing, it sounds as though a nightmare had taken up residence in the hills surrounding all of Pelton and then silence. But that very evening, after the occupants of the house had returned, I created an homage to the Scaremen of Paleton, who had marched wicked and silent from nightmare into waking. I only mentioned this to express the pleasure I felt as I came upon a large cornfield filled with scarecrows. I could imagine their artificial bodies overfilled with ripening human meats surmounted by heads that partook from a multitude of unrelated species. As I came upon them, the fog retreated from me, giving the illusion that the fabricated monsters were on the march, shambling towards me through the cornstalks. I was somewhere in the middle of the massive crop field when I heard a well-aimed whisper from the fog-drenched spaces ahead of me. Hello, said a sad little whisper. Hello, I responded. Do come here, the whisper said. Certainly, I assured it, moving further into the mist and corn. Hurry, closer now. You're almost there. We're waiting for you. Gradually, the fog mixed with blood and the corn turned crimson. Hordes of dead cattle, their insides scattered everywhere, lay all around me. The whisper said, Oh, don't pay them any mind. He did all that, but he doesn't want you yet. So don't worry, okay? The whisperer inflected with genuine concern. I rarely worry, little whisper, I responded, matching the whisper's concern with genuine honesty. Eventually the corn hallways fell away and revealed an unobstructed view of a stable. The doors to the structure had been ripped from their metal hinges and repainted in blood. He did that too, the whisperer indicated. I assumed as much. I will also assume that all the animals in the stable are dead, along with whomever owns the farm. Oh yes, 
They're all quite dead, I'm afraid. That's what he's like. Not much I can do about it anymore. You see, he's already killed me. The little whisper said with no amount of unhappiness. That is too bad, I offered, somewhat confused. The whisper led me into the farmhouse. The bodies inside were almost unrecognizable as human. They had been mindlessly disorganized. As I continued to follow the whisper through the house, I noticed that all the intervening doors had been blasted open, as if some gigantic creature had rampaged through the structure. There were signs that the corpses and damaged objects had also been gnawed upon. Just a little further now. We're almost there, said the sad, dead whisper. Very well, I said. As I ascended the stairs to the upper levels of the farmhouse, I was passed by a small pack of red-mouthed koi dogs, apparently tempted into the house by a free meal. I followed the whisper to the third story, my journey occasionally punctuated with more ruined bodies and wild, hungry dogs. The darkness clung to the hallway of the third floor as if it had dried upon its walls. I could barely see the ladder that led up into the attic. Whispers drifted down from above. Here we are. Come on up. It's okay. You're safe. We promise. As I climbed the ladder, I was certain that the smile stretched across my face was glowing. I emerged into the attic and the darkness transformed into crows. They took wing into the sky through a large hole in the ceiling and scattered all around me were the pecked remains of even more corpses. Up here spoke the whisper from beyond the hole in the ceiling. As you wish, little whisper. I climbed through the hole in the ceiling, making my way to the rooftop. The sky was a vault of deepest gray, falling away into darkness where the night began to seep into the storm-grayed twilight. Now, look, the whisper instructed, hissing out from somewhere deep within the chimney to my left. I gazed out over the countryside, my vision pushing the shadows from its path, and I spied all the glorious death. Spread all around the distant fields, glens, and meadows were the corpses of untold numbers of persons and animals. Fires burned in the distance, lines of distant houses bleeding smoke into the blackening sky. Cars and trucks stood motionless in the middle of the one road that cut across the countryside. Their operators crumpled beside them, red and ruined. He wanted you to see, to appreciate what was coming for you. He said that he'll be coming for you very soon, but not quite yet. He wants you to have time to run. He does really like a good chase. I'm very, very sorry about all of this, but we drew your name. No apologies necessary, little whisper. I completely understand. But may I trouble you to send a message to the creature that killed you? Yes, of course. What would you like him to know? He drew the wrong name. Thank you. 
subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.